Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion apply. Limited time offer. Welcome, listener. How are you? We're glad you're doing well. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about issues in the blindness community. Usually, I know a little bit more about my guests, or all podcasters should know a little bit more about their guests. But then again, I was asking in our group where I post ideas, I was asking what you want me to talk about today. And I'm glad I did, because someone uh, by the name of Rob, Robert, uh, Robert Castro, Castro Giovanni, uh, reached out to me. Um, and I, I really do not think we know each other, by the way. Um, but I heard that there were some important uh, issues that you wanted to talk about that you've heard from my other episodes that you want to apply and expand upon in in today in today's episode. So, yes. yeah. so good. So I will I will mute my microphone and I will interject as you walk through the conversation. We have a little over an hour. I think that, as I say, listener, I think about an hour is about the attention span that listeners have, and I feel that that's a good length for Aaron's opinion. All right, Robert, go right ahead. Well, thank you, Aaron. Um, as Aaron mentioned, my name is Rob Giovanni. I live in London, Ontario, Canada. Um, I actually did. I heard about this podcast. I was... Um, going through some Facebook um, stuff, as I usually do, and um, you know, I, I, just, I came across Darren's posts, and uh, that uh, about um, the, what, about his podcast, and got me interested, and um, that thing about, that he said, uh, we don't know each other, by the way, I actually, um, I went to school with a fella by the same name um, as um, as uh, Aaron Richmond. So, you know, that name, the name kind of, you know, got my attention. But more importantly, it was the the um, post. Um, so, as he said, he came across me. And I do, um, you know, want the thing that I do want to talk about does apply to the episode. He had Ken Smith on. And um, Ken was talking about stigmas and um, about how blind people, and Aaron was touching a little bit. They were touching on how blind people have this attitude of, you know, you can do anything, you know, and that's good, but some of them don't do it themselves. Like some of them do not, you know, they'll say, oh, you should do this, you should do that, but they don't apply it in their own life. They're just, it's one of those things, do as I say, not as I do. And um, I find a lot of superiority in the blind community um, 
for instance, you know, some blind people, a lot of blind people I found are in different walks of life. Some blind people have kids, which I think is amazing. I personally will not do that myself because <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm not the type of guy who, um, I'm not the fatherly type. Um, I, but <clears throat> I do uh, applaud. I actually shared a post about, um, recently about a blind mother, you know, and she navigates. But it's that thing that Ken Smith said, um, and um, they touched on, like, people are saying, oh, you know, he's, he become blind, he has to do this, or, you know, they tell him, oh, you're expected to be like this. I have the attitude that, oh, you know, blind people, you're blind, you should be doing this. Um, I do not know. I can't imagine what Ken, you know, was going through. I, I do applaud him because he is, you know, dealing with it the best way he knows how, the best way he can. And um, I think, you know, what he said applies to everyone. I mean, I find, I find blind communities very judgmental at times with people. I, I must tell you that I have a sister who's blind as well. Um, um, it wasn't supposed to turn out that way that, you know, my parents had two blind kids, but it did. And um, of course, I mean, I went through a battery of tests when I was little and, you know, well, for other things too, but, you know, they couldn't tell, you know, why, um, you know, but then they found out that, oh, they have another blind kid. Um, and my grandfather actually, you know, God rest his soul, became blind later in life due to macular degeneration. Um, my grandfather, um, you know, like everybody else, he didn't mean to do it, but there are a lot of people that, you know, they, they'll talk loud at a blind person because, you know, at the hearing impaired yell a lot and um but anyway back to my um problem that there's a stigma that all blind people should be this um i had um i had a worker that um she said oh well um i know a blind person that could um go under a car change a tire obviously i can't do that i um i'm not good with cars I kind of wish I was because that would have been a good trade to have, um, would have been a good thing to fall back on. I'm a musician, of course, and I play guitar, um, keyboard, teaching myself how to play the saxophone. And um, I've been playing for a month, but already, you know, I'm discovering because I've always wanted to play the saxophone on my life, well, guitar. Basically, I went to um, W. Ross McDonald's School for the Blind in Brantford, Ontario, which is um, dubbed as the Bell Telephone City, the Telephone City, because of Alexander Graham Bell's of connection to Brantford, of course. So. But um, I play guitar, and I went, to, there was a fella, another blind person that went to my school a long time ago by the name of Jeff Healy who 
taught himself how to play the guitar at four. Um, stuff I've read, he was taught by Stevie, he was discovered by Stevie Ray Vaughan. And that's good for him, but uh, I never, I probably will never get to the level that um, Jeff Healy gone to, and that's okay. Um, I wish I was more dedicated at um, playing the guitar when I was younger. I always wanted to play guitar, but um, when I was younger, it was just, you know, practicing and that commitment was, I mean, now it's, you know, the commitment is easier now that I'm a grown up, I'm an adult. I can, but a lot of people say, oh, you know, they'll see me. Oh, you play the guitar, you're blind. You're going to be the next Jeff Healy. No, I'm not going to be the next Jeff Healy. In fact, I don't like to be compared to Jeff Healy because, you know, it's Jeff Healy had, did his thing. I I did mine, and I've been hearing for years and years and years, oh, you're a blind musician like Jeff Healy, you know. You're going to be the next Jeff Healy. Oh, you're not as good as Jeff Healy. Point, oh, it's it's in my music life. It's in my everyday life. You know, you're not doing this. And um, sometimes I live on my own with the help of, community workers. Um, I mean, I don't totally need staff 24 seven. I'm fairly independent, but I do have help with a lot of things. And a lot of um, people, I remember I was talking to a blind person. I'm not going to say who it is. I, I don't like to mention names in uh, especially interviews because if they do hear it, you know, they might, you know, <clears throat> I'm also writing a book and, about my time at W. Ross and this, I've learned to, okay, mention names, but to change them because of legal issues. And that's why I, I don't mention names and to protect the person's identity because they don't you know. But I remember I told her and she's like, oh, come on, you know, I've been blind for 25 years. I can bake, I can cook. I can't do that. <clears throat> I can't bake, I can't cook. I can use the microwave. I have a microwave that um, I had brailled out for me. And, um, but it was easier because my sister and I were both blind. So my parents knew what to expect, um, I guess. Um, but I, um, <clears throat> I find that a lot of blind people are, um, there's a stigma about how we stacked how we should be, you know, and as, um, as Aaron mentioned about, you know, blind people working, I have never really <clears throat> had a paid job. I, I've done volunteer work over the years. I, um, I was a receptionist at the agency. I get supported at community, li community living London for, about two years, and then I moved on to a music school slash music store where I, it was a different setup because at Community Living London, I did a lot of call transfer, transferred a lot of calls over, but at Wisdom Music Academy, where I were, where I did some volunteering, um, 
as the administrator there, I just would hand him the phone. So it was a different um, experience. So I will, I am hoping to make music my full-time thing. I mean, I like it. I love my music. I remember a lot of people will say, oh, wow, you play the guitar and you're blind. That's amazing. Well, no, it isn't because there's a lot of blind musicians. Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, um, Jeff Healy, as I mentioned, Andrea Bocelli. Um, hmm. There is more blind musicians, but um, the names do escape me at the moment. I really like, I really like everything you've said so far. Um, and that, uh, yes, here I am. And that, that part about that Jeff Healy, I, I probably should know who that person is, but I, I really do not. Um, perhaps they were famous a long time ago before my time, by the way, I am 28 years old. Um, so maybe they were famous then. Or, or, you know, a long time ago, or maybe they were more famous in Canada. Remember, I'm uh, somewhere uh, in an undisclosed location, but not in Canada. I'm not in your country. So I, I do not know who that person is. The, oh, no, that's okay. I do know there's a lot of Americans who know who Jeff Healy is, but... Uh... Well, good. Well, listener, if you're, if you're one of them, don't forget to comment below and say, Aaron, you should have known who that person is, because I... I and, and if they are that famous... Um, that's, that's interesting. But moreover, I, I too never like to be compared. I don't compare myself to anyone but me. Uh, and I'm only competing with me. Um, and I don't really, I don't really concern myself with comparing myself to other people that I will never be or have no interest in becoming. So, you know, that's really a, a huge life lesson. The second thing I want to say, Robert, is I did not mean to offend you in my last episode where I voiced my concern about blind people sitting at home and not working. You're doing the best you can, and I appreciate the volunteer work you're doing. So you are working, so that does matter. And I'm sorry. Well, I, if, I have worked I'm, in the past. I'm, I'm sorry if that offended you. I did no, 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 it's okay. I'm not working at the moment. I, I have worked. Well, that's, and that's good. And, you know, and I, I did make a point of saying that a lot of blind people struggle with maintaining work their entire lives. Frankly, in this day and age, I think anyone struggles with maintaining really any type of work uh, their entire life. This, the second thing that I want to talk to you more specifically about is I'm really happy that you are working on a book. You are at least the 34th guest who is working on a book. And listener, you at home, you will know that I have made this offer to other lists, to other podcasts, to other guests, and they have not take, taken me up on it. So we're going to hope that Robert here from Canada is the first one to take me up on it. Robert, could you do us a great, great favor? And after... After you get your book published, could you come here onto Aaron's Opinion and basically do a book presentation, a book review, where you read, maybe read a couple chapters, talk to us about it? Because I would be really pleased to help you to get the word out about your book. It's really, really hard to get books published today, and books are critical in our society. So 
Um, if there's one thing that I would be happy to do here at Aaron's show, it's to help you make sure the world knows about your book. Tell us more about it. And I really hope that you want to talk more about it and, and come onto my show and talk about it with us. Oh, absolutely. Think? Now, I don't, I have, I haven't any idea when it'll be finished. I mean, there's a lot that I, that needs to be covered. Obviously. <clears throat> As I said, I went to, <clears throat> I went to the school in Brentford, Ontario. The Bell City, as uh, the telephone city, as it's known. I know a lot of you probably heard of Alexander Graham Bell. I mean, I'm not going to say for certain. You might, you might not have. Um, I know it was always studied in school. Um, um, but um, yes, I would be happy to um, elaborate on my book. It's called. Um, it's about my time in a oh, blind boarding. Now, let me, now let me tell, okay. Now, listener, and you, you, you at home, uh, please, please understand. So, Robert, before, now, before you tell me the title, please, I would say if it's not published, please do not say what the title is. Because, see, this is why you should publish, you should finish the manuscript first and then get it all set up and then come and tell me what it's called because I wouldn't want someone else to take that title. It can be very hard to get a title uh, to get something copywritten or copy copyrighted these days. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, I wasn't going to say the title only for the fact that, you know, I wouldn't want to raise any eyebrows until the book is published because, you know, you never know, you know, and I wouldn't want to be stopped, you know, so for legal reasons, I won't, I didn't want to mention the book uh, title anyway. Well, fine. Would you like to expand on the experiences that you've had, that you had at this particular boarding school, as you call it? Many people, by the way, in my country um, have a kind of a, kind of a fascination with boarding schools. Um, there's something that we hear about in the movies a lot and in books and in stories, <clears throat> but, but oftentimes we don't actually know anyone who's been to one. I did not go to a boarding school. Tell us about it if you want. Okay. No, I actually don't mind at all. But, um, I first like to say, getting back to what you said earlier, you did not in any way offend me at all. I um, just, you know, <clears throat> when you were discussing, I knew what you meant, um, you know. Uh, but yes, um, I, uh, a boarding school is um, basically a school, like, or some people would call it a residential school. You live in a, you know, like colleges, you live in a dorm, you like a college sort of setting, only... Um, you know, it's, I've never been to college myself, so I cannot tell you, um, but it's basically, you live in a residence, uh, you have what they call, well, in my day, it was called counselors, they still are, but back in the olden times, they were called house parents, house mothers, house fathers, and if any of you who are listening, um, known the old tv show the facts of life um or if you watch the reruns as i did because i'm an avid tv listener um charlotte ray um <clears throat> played a house mother of um 
girls at a New York boarding school called Eastland. I wish I could say it was like that, but no, the, <laughs> no, I wish you know, this, the staff were more like Mrs. Garrett. Um, no, that was the uh, character's name in the show. But unfortunately, you know, it was like, I don't want to compare it to, um, you know, indigenous schools because I know they had, they had a residential, um, they have residential schools. And as much as I hated my school or being in school, I know they had it more rough. And um, I don't want to, you know, I know I don't like to, um, <clears throat> what do you call it? I'm trying to think of the word here. Compare, well, compare my problems to those who had it worse. It's hard, but at the same time, as we were talking about, another thing that bugs me is when blind people say, well, other, you know, a lot of people are think of how good you have it. I mean, that's true, but I don't like, I really don't like that because I know there are a lot of people that are worse off. Like this quarantine, for example, it's really hard for me because I'm a, I like to go out. I don't like to sit at home. I don't like to, I don't like to stare at the four walls. Not that I can stare at them, but um, it does feel like it all the time. And um, I'm used to going out to activities, um, going to different uh, open mics or concerts. I like, but back to the boarding schools, basically you have, um, and it's, structured there like you have your breakfast you go to school uh sometimes you have assemblies which on was um you know him sing or whatever in that big auditorium and you had you know your school your class your spin at night they made you play sports like i am not a sports fan i do not like sports whatsoever i was made to play soccer The one sport I did like, and I'm actually playing now until this pandemic was goalball. Now, I would like to ask you, Aaron, have you ever heard of goalball? Not only have I heard of, but I've played it. It's a lot of fun. Um, wherever I am, my community does not really have other blind people. So I'm not really able to play that particular sport. It's, all, it's really enjoyable. And I think, I think that's great. Um, that you, you got into some sports, you know, some, uh, blind, uh, blind sports and things like that. Yes. Um, and basically how would you describe goalball to look the listener? Oh, um, basically, you know, it's a ball with a bell. You have to get into the net basically. And you have to wear like, I got to tell you, when my first, like, when I first started back up again in the London Global League at um, Princess Elizabeth School, they have two gyms. Uh, I actually met one of the coaches there because um, I used to have her for O&M, actually. And um, she was uh, putting away goal balls, getting goal balls ready. And I was like, oh, wow, you got a goal ball? You got goal balls? Um, what's going on with that? And this was, I was at a dance. 
which was also uh, supported in the, um, by Community Living London. It was put on by them. It's, um, they have dances like Halloween, Christmas. Anyway, I was at a dance and she was putting balls, getting balls ready for a game. And I was like, I was like really interested because um, I have never heard of a goalball league here in London. The last time I played goalball, I was, it was over 20 years ago. And I was really fascinated. And I asked her about it. She's like, oh, you know, why don't you come in two weeks? We're having another practice. Um, and I was, you know, a little baffled because there's more, like back then there was protection, of course. But for me, I, I've never heard of gold ball pants or, you know, elbow, you know, elbow pads and knee pads maybe. But uh, I got to wear a lot of this cool gear and I enjoyed it. And it's basically, sorry, a ball you got, you try to get into the net and others, you know, you try to score on the other like team. I, I'm not good at description. Uh, so I try my best at some um, describing things, but that's what's basically, you have to get a ball into the net. Um, and, um, you know, the other, you know, and it's, ba and, ba and when the ball comes to you, you know, you lay it, you, on your side of course you have to go on your side and you have to wear even though you're blind you need to wear a blindfold obviously because there are some people that I don't have any vision myself but I do see light and um, dark like I have night vision daytime vision but no um, if you it's and you have to, you know, try and catch the ball. Like, if it's coming towards you, you really have to be careful not to let not to let it hit you. Um, that's why they have the uh, gear, like the pads, the the goal ball pants that fits that goes over your pants, the elbow pads, knee pads, and um, basically you play until you know. You're, they call, you know, they say play, and then, you know, you have to roll the, go, roll the ball, so whoever catches it, you know. And I like the idea with the belt. When I was little, I did not know about goal ball, but I knew the ball and the bell, and I was always fascinated with it. I used to, like, twirl it around just to hear the bell ringing. And, uh, but when I started playing it, it was like, the only sport really I liked, really, that's, so when I got older, I probably chose that more than anything, because when you got up in the, because, like, they had three residences, um, there was junior school, uh, well, primary school, the junior residence, they met up with two wings, East Wing and West Wing, um, which when I was little, the room, the, um, it mattered on youngest to oldest, but then they, you know, they decided they weren't going to be co-ed girls and boys on the same floor. That's, um, when I first, when I first started school there, I was six and the junior residence was co-ed. So there was boys and girls on the same wing, basically. If I went to W. Ross today, I don't think I could recognize it because they redid so much of it. It's more like, um, and nowadays, <laughs> people use the internet and cell phones and 
they can get away with a lot of stuff that we couldn't get away with nowadays. Even you at 28, probably kids are getting away with, you know, kids would be getting away with stuff that you would never dream of doing right now. You know, I mean, it's a different world. And, uh, like, I mean, I, there was, the internet was out when I was in school. Like we right. got you, but yeah. I mean, I've heard of people who actually would not, would go on their computer, would have their laptops or their phones with them at bedtime. And so I heard they'd have to shut off the wireless at 11 o'clock or else people would not be getting sleep because bedtime curfew would be like 9.30, 10 o'clock. You know, so you're like, you know, you have your regiment. That's what I was looking for, the word regimented, like the activities, your schoolwork, yachty homework, regimented, like when I got older, it was sports. I remember when I was 13, I didn't have to play soccer because I joined the drama club. And I, that was great because I got to miss soccer and do drama, which I was more into the arts rather than sports myself, like music, drama. Um, I still like never done too much um, drama, you know, going um, after school, but um, I did a few, uh, musical theater um, not a program, but it was a um, it was a local theater group. Um, uh, we did a fun little music thing, and I was a part of it, and that was pretty cool to be a part of it and um, listen to other musicians. Um, my one friend really? who improvises. And really, really interesting stuff. I, I, a question popped into my head, and I I didn't expect it, so it just kind of popped up in my in my mind. That's um, right. Yeah, um, everything that you said is really, really, really great. Great, great content, of course. Do you know, or or do you feel comfortable talking about um, why why were you sent to this boarding school in the first place? I think it's important to talk about the decisions that are made uh, for people with disabilities. Why did someone make that decision for you? I'm simply curious. Well, no, it's. Totally all right. I can tell you for a fact why. I can tell you the reason. My sister, um, actually, it started because she's seven years older than I am. She actually was told by another girl who went to school, lived in London, the CNIB, which is the Canadian National Institute for the Blind, set this woman up with my mom. Because this woman had heard of the school. Her daughter had went to the school. So he's like, you know, set her up with my mom. And my mom went, or her mom went to visit my mom. And told her a lot of stuff about the school. And, um, and um, I had, um, if I had known, I wish that, because when I got a little older, like there was starting to get schools in where I lived that had where special schools, like I'm not special, but I mean, school for the disabled or, you know, the, you know, like um, people, they had, they started putting AIDS school, uh, classroom AIDS in the, you know, 
equation. Like, I, I will be honest, I didn't finish school. I had a really tough time. I, you know, so I left at 18. Actually, I got suspended and I just decided not to go back. My parents never really fought me on it. I'm sure my dad wanted to because they left school um, and they didn't want me. You know how parents don't want their kids to make the same mistakes. Personally, I just wanted to get out of there. I spent, it was like 12 years of, 12 years of, um, you know, as I could say, 12 years of hell. And that's just my opinion. Now I know some people don't like people saying hell, you know, comparing school to hell, whatever. Um, hell on earth. People don't like that saying. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And you know, and in this, and in this case, that is that is fine. This, uh, the, my content is marked two things. It's marked for eighteen adults only, and it is marked as explicit um, on Apple iTunes. So actually, you're allowed to say that a little bit. Um, I mean, we we both of us cannot get a, we cannot get out of control, but. Once in a while, you can say that it's not, it's not going to be a problem, oh. but, but I, I, well, you know what, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I started marking it as my content as explicit. Um, after Ken told the story, after Ken told his stories, I thought, yeah, this is not kid friendly anymore. <laughs> I've crossed, I've crossed a line between, between normal and kid friendly. My content is not for children and, and it is marked that way on purpose. So but the listeners at home, all of them are adults, would want to be educated about why your experience, as you put it, was quote unquote hell. Uh, what, what made it quote unquote hell? Uh, tell some stories if you want. Okay, well, I, well you'll, you'll hear a lot of it. You'll read a lot of it in my book, but um, I was, I, I was um, picked on more than anybody else, not just by the kids, by the staff, people who are supposed to be in authority figures. Um, I won't, you know, uh, I never, I was always afraid growing up. Afraid to you know, and you do not, you do not need to say what their names are, obviously, but oh, no, I mean, no, I kind of need, names. I kind, number one, I kind of need an, ex I, I need an example that would lead to a fault. So, so Robert here, let me, let, let me help you out, man. Like say, well, for example, when I was, you know, Ajax, I was doing this activity and then, you know, ABC and then, you know, say, say something. Um, I need a, a constructive example here of exactly something that happened so that at, at the reason I'm needing the example is to show is to illustrate to people precisely why blind students and blind people need to be mainstreamed in our modern lives to show that putting people with disabilities into groups like this never really works and we had a huge problem with it in the United States in the 70s 80s and 90s uh, some certain very specific things happened and our country is trying to move away from it. But countries all over the world are trying to move away from basically institutionalizing, not saying your school was an institution, just a, just a verb. The, many countries around the world were, were moving away from the institutionalization of, of disabled people because it really, overall, it hurts. Overall, oh, yes, I went to a play about it. 
Um, uh, someone, a friend so, of mine. So give me, so give us, give us, give our listener at home. If, if you're, imagine you are not talking to me. Imagine you're just having a conversation with, with a listener of this program and they want to know, okay, Robert, so tell me, what's something that really happened at, at, to you that made, that made the experience quote unquote hell? Okay, I will use an example that I will, one of the examples anyway, I, I put in my book, I was at a camp out, I was pushed into a pine tree. And it hurt because I wouldn't stop. You, you, um, there's a group, you know, the band Queen, you know, Freddie Mercury and yeah. Queen. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Queen fan. I have been ever since I was a kid. Um, my favorite, not my favorite song, but I was singing this song, um, there was a song, a particular song called Bicycle Race. And uh, this staff had asked me to stop singing it. I wouldn't. So she was like, you know, grabbed me and held me against the pine tree. And, uh, and uh, did your parents ever find out about that? Did... Uh... I don't know. I might have, but I didn't think it was going to do a darn thing. You know, it was like they didn't do anything about it. Um, um, they, as far as I knew, no one did anything about it. I was afraid. I think I was afraid to tell. Well, they knew. My parents knew that this person um, made me afraid. They just said, my mom just said, you tell her this, you tell her that, but it never did anything. This, um, I will not get into, but this, it was a little late, but this person, I was actually on my last year, on my senior year, she wasn't there anymore. And in later years, I found out that she got caught. Basically, she got caught abusing another. Mm. Kid. Mm. And, uh, well, karma. I'm. You know what? I'm a believer of. I'm a believer of karma. Karma will take care of that. Oh, definitely. I just wish that I could have spoke up. And well, said, the, but you know what? Though the problem is, you couldn't have, and and that's so. And that is, it's not fair. It's not right. But the truth is, oftentimes I have found to be true that in workplaces and in institutions and in bureaucracy. Is speaking up is just something that never works, and and in the and in my country it it is the same. Um, I I have faced all sorts of similar things to that, not specifically being pushed into a pine tree. That's uh, that's it's a very strange thing to regardless of abusive. It's very strange. So that sounds like a very dysfunctional and strange person. Um, and oh, yeah, another example, I, I, yeah, yeah, I was actually pushed into a garbage can by the same person. Oh my God. Told me, get in the garbage, you're garbage. Really? Yep. I was putting my snack oh, away in the cup. And she'd done a lot of hurtful things to me. She threw my tape recorder in the garbage. Oh my God. 
Yeah, this just sounds like a horror. This sounds like a horrible, horrible person. Yep, every every country has those. Apparently, they have them in Canada too. Every country's got to have a have a horrible person like that. Oh, well, that's a, it's very unfortunate. But um, the other thing that's true is that a lot of people, um, in my opinion, which this show is about my opinions, a of lot course. of people, a lot of people would just. Well, I'm, 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 I'm glad, I'm glad you're such a, I'm glad you're, you're enjoying this. I'm glad you're such a strong listener to my show. Thank you. Um, Definitely. It's important to remind listeners from all over the world that everything I'm saying, none of what I say or, or all of, all of this show is my opinion. I try to tell you what the facts are. And then I, I give some informed opinions about it that I have found in general that people who work in the education field, many, 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 many of them are wonderful are amazing people definitely absolutely without doubt and then there's the other half then there's the other half of the people who are in education because either they truly want to be hurtful they truly want to hurt people or um or they simply have some of them have seem to have very low functioning skills themselves and have to take a lower paying job in an institution or an educational setting so that's i mean it's no excuse obviously but that that explains why someone that bad would be around a child. Uh, it, 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 you know, as I say, shocks me, didn't shock me. You know, exactly. I was surprised. No, I wasn't some, surprised. There's some wonderful people. A teacher even, I had a teacher that took me to her house live. Okay. No, okay. That's funny because in my country that that's not appropriate. See, that would be, that would be creepy. That would be that. No, no, no. In in the United States, in in my country, um, wherever it might be, um, there's a huge divide in our society between adults and children. And adults never talk to children. When you're a child, you're trained to not talk to adults. And and people who work in schools are not allowed to really interact with children outside of the classroom. So if there was a story about um. Oh, um, Rob, Rob went over to Mr. Smith's house, his science teacher for dinner last night. There would be an investigation. It would, it would never happen. Um, I mean, unless, I don't know, unless you live in the same neighborhood as the teacher and the teacher and your parents are like friends or something and you, and you all know each other, then maybe that would happen, but it would be. Like uh, Women's World. If you ever watched that show. I guess not. I don't know what that is. Oh, See, in my, it be, it in my country, well, okay. In my country, we, we don't we don't have these Canadian shows. So I think you're. Oh you're, no, it's American. Oh, I guess in I didn't US, watch it. It was an ABC <laughs> TGIF lineup, but you were just um, you're 28, so you're probably a baby when that show came up. But it was about yeah. a, a kid whose um, family who lived next door to the teacher <laughs> for years, even and. Um, and he'd always go, they'd always have this, so he'd go and talk to his teacher from the fence. And get <laughs> oh, and, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Boy Meets World. It's called, Boy. you should look it up, uh, Boy Meets World. And now that, you know, um, it's really, um, but no, I guess not in your country. I guess there are different laws, different rules. That well, it's different. Follow. It's different social, different social norms and different social expectations. Um, but. Yeah, wow, that's creepy. Going over to to a teacher's house. I mean, it just wouldn't ha- it wouldn't socially it wouldn't happen in the we've had a lot of problems with with teachers in the United States. All sorts of strange. No, no, yeah, you never go over to a teacher's house in the United States. Oh, you see, uh, 
it was pretty, uh, it was pretty, it was just uh, pure, um, you know, oh. innocence. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm sure. I know. I'm sure it was fine, but that's something it wouldn't have. You know what? You know what? I, I, I have to say this about something. You know, when you mentioned that, um, do you watch YouTube all the time? I do. Oh, okay, good, good. Do you love horror? Do you love scary videos on YouTube? I don't watch those. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me, man. Because I was gonna I was gonna mention that there's a very famous YouTuber in your in your great country. You're gonna know him when I when I imitate him. Okay. And this is two most famous words that he says. And and guess guess who it is. If not, I'll tell you, but you're gonna know it right away. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Number 15. Hmm. Number 15. Number 15. But like this. Number 15. Hmm. I should know him, but it's, uh... Yeah, yeah. What if I, um, he, uh, his, his channel, um, he is a content creator in Canada and he produces um all sorts of great stuff do, do you want to do you want to take a guess you have no idea no idea no idea you're no gonna idea. be so you're gonna be so mad when i tell you yeah. Ch chills never heard the name D i'll be honest so it's so it's some guy in canada and he has he has these channels he has a channel named chills and he has a really really powerful and really um god i would love to have him on this show God, that would be that would be that would be it would be really cool if I could talk to him. You know, with this technology, you could probably talk to him and message. You know, find him. Oh, I know. I would know how to do it. I just haven't gotten around. See, the thing the thing is, um, I mean, once once this channel you know gets really 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 big, uh, then I probably would reach out to some of the bigger Canadian uh, YouTubers. Um, but yeah, he's he's famous in your country, producing. He has a channel called Chills. Uh, and he called it that because, because it's, it's a stereotype about Canada, but it's apparently not true all the time that Canadian, we in, we in the Americas, we like to say that Canadians are so chill. You know, your people are really calm and you have a really calm way of talking. And then where I am, we're more aggressive. You know, we have a more aggressive and more, um, hyper and a more upbeat way of talking oh, uh, like down me. in my country. <laughs> down in I my think I was born in the wrong country sometimes because i'm oh, really I thought, hyper and I, you know oh i thought i was i maybe it was me though i thought i was born in the wrong country i don't know <laughs> I mean, who knows who knows my sister should <laughs> think she was born in the wrong country i see i see yeah yeah um <clears throat> but uh but no when you when you told that when you told that teacher when you said you went over to, to your teacher's house i mean you don't know him so you don't know how his voice sounds but all i was thinking of is of his voice going number 15 like that when you said teacher's house oh <laughs> i don't you i don't have to know where you're where you were going with that i already know so something something strange usually exactly happens. but no i'm glad that nothing strange happened there and i i think that um I, that, that whole, but anyway, anyway, to circle back to all, all this, that, that, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Um, but karma will get her. Um, there have been certain people in my life where all I say, karma will take it. Karma will take care of that. I just need to go about my business. Um, and I've seen it. I've seen it happen before. 
Um, so I, I strongly, I strongly am a believer uh, of, of karma and that, and that when you, when I, I really believe that when you do the right thing, even one tiny right thing, it helps you a lot. Yeah, and I, see. yes, yes, of course. Uh, that to my, to the people that, you know, cause I'm going to share this and I'm going to like uh, send this as a message if people don't use Facebook, but they use messenger. Um, by the way, please, please do that. Please publish this video and podcast sure and, um, and you can pub, you may publish this to the world because I want, I want to include the world on this, on this kind channel. Well, that that's I what to. I wanted to say. I looked at yeah. your page and I was disappointed because there's only three likes. I know, right? Bunch Three of haters. Likes. Bunch Come of haters. Come on, people. Come Three on, you. Like. I know, right, man? Man, we live in this is we live in a world with haters, man. A bunch of, bunch of people who they probably probably spending more time pushing kids into pine trees than than exactly. Facebook. So nah. stop pushing. So stop pushing kids into pine trees and go home and get onto your Facebook and follow Aaron's opinion because this is the opinion or some facts that I think you should be listening to around the world. Of course, I'm going to tweet this out. Not to worry, you're gonna get my Twitter. I'm gonna actually copy the tweet when I, when I tweet it out. Um, but you'll see it, I can tell. You're gonna know what's going on. You're gonna follow this show uh, and you're gonna know exactly what goes on when I publish this a little later tonight. So don't- Oh, I can't wait. Oh man, well, don't, well, you, well, we'll, well, well you'll, 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 you'll get it. Um, when I tweet it out, uh, I'll send you the I'll send you the tweet, and and listener, something else special is going to happen tonight with this show. I want to make sure that it's going to happen before I tell you about it. So just keep your eyes open for something else really cool, and I'm going to send you all the information afterwards. I know but, I'm intrigued. But. <laughs> I'm very intrigued. Oh man, I tell you, I tell you, that's that's material. Um, wow. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, hold well, well, you, well, you could, well, thank you, thank you is what I'm, thank you is the word I'm looking for. Okay. Oh no problem. No problem. <laughs> so make sure, make sure, yeah, and 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 listener, you at home too. Make sure to publish this episode wherever you want so that people start to kind of get the hang of this Zoom thing, get the hang of this podcasting thing. Because, you know, podcasting is a lot of fun for me. Um, I'm, I'm a teacher. I love educating people. I love talking to people all over the world. And this is something that I just love doing every day. It's just, just a, every time I podcast, every time I upload, I just, I just feel better. I really do. A lot of people have their outlets. You know, yours is podcasting. Mine's saxophone yeah, and guitar, uh, which by the way, in the comments, I'll send, I'll, um, put, I'll link my music page. So if people want to listen to my stuff. Uh, sure, you can, you know what? Um, you mean you want to comment below this, this upload? Um, I, I tell you what I can have, I tell you what I can do for you. Okay. Um, actually, no, as far as the music, see, yeah, I went through this with someone else too. Actually, no, please, please do not do that um, because once you see what's going to happen, this, this show is, it's my show, but it's, when it gets published, it's not technically not my product. It, it's, well, once you see how it comes out, it doesn't really, 
it doesn't really work like that. So it's this is this show is kind of an object. It's kind of a separate entity. So oh, no I, problem. But no. So um, just um, email me um, everything that you would want me to share about your music. Email me. Email me all of that information. Send me that later, and then I I'll can just send you a message if that's cool. That's cool, and then I can tweet it out. I, I I can tweet for you. I can just tweet it right out to my followers, and then people can start. No problem. Like I said, this is this is your show, and I don't want to step on any. I don't want to step on your toes. Oh no, no. It's and there's it's it's no problem. It's just there are certain quirky little rules that when you publish things, you have to just be aware of. But yeah, I'll I'll tweet out your guitar stuff, and then uh, and then people can go back to comparing you to Stevie Ray Vaughan or something like that. Oh but, sure. But oh um, man, that was a cold shot. If you heard of Steve Ray Vaughan, you get my reference. Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. Oh, Steve Ray Vaughan had a song called Cold Shot. Oh, okay. And when you said you're going to compare me to Stevie Ray Vaughan, I was joking. I said, oh, that, that's... I was being, and I was shot. being, I was being sarcastic. I know, and I was being sarcastic too. You get it, man. You get it. Hey, when are you, when are you going to start a podcast? Because you're really you know good what? at it. I actually plan on it. I plan well, don't, on starting a few. Well, don't, well, don't plan on it. You only need one. You only you only need one podcast to be a good one. Don't plan, do it. You know what I will. You know what I'm going to help you with that, man. I'm awesome. going to help. I'm going to help you with that because you're giving me a vibe that you're someone who deserves help and you deserve and the world deserves to know the truth and and hear and hear your story and have a really good time learning with you all at the same time about that. Um, but yeah, um, th- those are some really some really interesting stories that you've been telling. So then. Um, <clears throat> And, and are there are there any other stories that you want to tell us about the boarding school experience? Because people in my country are just kind of they we kind of have a sick fascination with it. Um, so are there any other questions or any other? Um, Most boarding yeah. schools are all are you live all year all weekend. My school, you went on the bus Sunday night, you went back on the bus Friday afternoon. Most schools, and I guess I was lucky in that respect, I got to go home every weekend. Most schools didn't do that. In fact, when my school, back in the olden times, it used to be called, well, I won't say, but because, uh, you know, I, but back in the olden times, it was like normal boarding school. You had to live there all year round, except for holidays. And, uh, me, I was lucky in that respect. I got to home on a Friday night. I got to, when I got older, all I did was go in my room and watch TV. What I did the moment I got home, go in my room, watch TV. You know, and I wouldn't come out of my room until dinner time. Then I go back in my room, same thing, watch TV. My parents, they'd see me once in a while, like if I was hungry, thirsty, whatever. When to go in the fridge to grab a Coke, because Coke's my favorite soft drink. Um, I love my Coke. I still do, but unfortunately, I not giving it up completely. But if I have pop in the house, I'm gonna want to drink it all the time. And I do have um, an enlarged, I was diagnosed with an enlarged liver due to overeating. But as long as I keep on a good diet, which I 
probably are not going to be good. I just, I do love to eat too. Eating and eating is my, uh, one of my favorite things to do when I'm, I get hungry. Very most of the time, hopefully. You know, I had a really good dinner today, but uh, yeah. My microwave, though, like I can heat things up. Um, my worker does help me with, you know, cooking, cleaning only the spots like I would, like I have Lysol wipes and they're a god to mine first and just clean off your table, your counter. And it makes cleaning really easily. Before that, I had a hard time cleaning. But, you know, you get the, now they, um, they make these because of the quarantine. I don't know if this is like that in your disclosed location, but people have been hoarding so much that stores have ran out of stuff. Even like, yep, yeah, definitely in my in my undisclosed location. That's what I meant. Undisclosed. <laughs> yes, no, I, am very, I am not good at speaking at times. That is fine. That is fine, my friend. Yes. And, and in my in my undisclosed location, uh, the stores, yeah, stores are having stores are having a hard time with it. But but I, I, this is this is a, we live in a we live in a very interesting and a very challenging time uh, to be set. Um, sure do. So, yeah, definitely. And um, where where have you traveled to, by the way, outside of outside of beautiful old Canada? Um, well, um, when I was 14, my mom and I went drove to Michigan, um, to visit my relatives who live in Port Huron. Um, we went to, it was cool shopping in the States because, you know, and the other, only other place I've been to outside of the Canada was Florida. That's That's a wonderful place to go. If you're gonna exactly. if you're gonna bother leaving Canada, you better go to a place that's nice. And Florida is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only went though for with the Sunshine Foundation or Make a Wish. One of them. It was um, I went um, I, it was I was eighteen and um, it was a day trip to Disney World and it was pretty awesome. You know, I mean, I yeah, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, good, good. Yeah, I've been to Disney. Um, there's there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of activities. Florida is just a wonderful place to go because there's so many different things you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mom has been to California, but I have not. I have an aunt. I had a great aunt who lived out lives out there, and I have relatives still in California. Ah, uh, I, I have I relatives see. scattered all over the place. My dad's side, of course, is in Sicily. Sicily yeah, Italy. yeah. No, I, I had a feeling with that name, Castro, Castro Giovanni. Castro Giovanni. Yes. Yeah, that's quite a name. Yeah, I, that's the other, the other curious, puzzling thing about this. I, I saw your name. I wasn't really sure who you were. It, lo- it looked kind of like a. In, it was an interesting name that I had never seen before. I was like, who is that? Like, what? Who's that person? Who's that guy? Never, never heard of it, but yeah. What the, how does your, I'm curious, does your, because you, you, how does your uh, voice thing recognition pronounce my name? It said something weird. It said something like, Castro Gavani. Like it separated it, but then when I thought, when I looked at the spelling, you know, to, uh, 
to type you into the title, um, it's just spelled Castro Giovanni. And oh, Giovanni. Okay. <laughs> it, right? Don't, don't you agree? That's, that's how oh, it's spelled, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So it's spelled like that. So Giovanni is a, a clearly, you know, Ital I would say Italian. Uh, it actually maybe. means John. Okay. So there, there you go. There, so it's the Italian version of, of the name uh, John. John. Yeah. Or yeah, every, 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 it's, it's strange, you know, because every language, <laughs> when you study languages, every language basically has like the same names. They just say them differently. Like in, John. in, in my second language, French, it's just Jean or it, Jean. They, every, every language has a common name like that. Yeah. Definitely like Jan, Juan, Spanish is Juan. Right. Or Jan. Yeah, yeah. Jan is Jan. a very common, Jan's a very common name in Eastern Europe. Jan. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, uh, Jean. Yeah. But then it's good when you like attach two names together, like Jean-Pierre. I love that Jean -Pierre, name. Jean-Pierre, yeah. Jean-Pierre. Yeah. Jean, <laughs> Jean. Jean Jacques. Jean. The other Jean name, the other name that's cool is, is Jean Cristobal. I like Cristobal is a cool name. Yeah, we oh, don't. Yeah, it is. We we don't hear that name anymore. Um, Jean Christophe. Yeah, there's all sorts of names like that. So yeah, I thought, I thought, well, I thought that's really really interesting that you just stumbled across my post so so quickly like that. I have found, I've had a variety of success from posting in our group that we're both in, where, <clears throat> excuse me, where sometimes nobody says anything. Other times, a lot of people say stuff. Um, I had. I had a guy, I, I asked, and you have to ask the question in different ways when you form a podcast, too. You have to get the right questions to get the right answer. I asked, what topic do you want me to cover in the past? And someone re re replied, I want you to do a podcast where you talk about the process you go through to decide what to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a podcast about a podcast. <laughs> right. That type, of, that type of humor. And then, and then, you know, new line, new line, next comment. Then they said... No, no, seriously. I think you should talk about sports. Well, good. I don't play any sports. <laughs> Me neither. <clears throat> oh, I just that's... play video game sports, but you know. Oh, you do. Oh, what what video games? Well, I used do you... to. I, play... I used to love all the NHL games. Oh yeah, Def definitely. Yeah, those those are a lot of fun. And who's and and who's your NHL team? I like the Canadians. Oh, Montreal. Mm. They've had a lot of bad years. I thought, though, they've had a lot oh, of bad luck. Yeah, they I did. always, I always feel bad as someone who's a a Capitals fan from Washington. You, you, you gotta feel bad as a hockey person. You gotta feel bad when the team from Canada doesn't even make it into the playoffs. I mean, that's that's frustrating. Although Maple Leaf, the Toronto Maple Leafs, has never won a playoff game since nineteen Stanley Cup since nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, they've had yeah, they've had a lot that team has not performed very well at all. They've they've had a lot of issues it seems. Yeah, the yeah, Toronto hasn't really done much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I, I, I gotta tell you, I wanna I want to slowly, gradually walk to the ending of this uh really interesting episode of Aaron's opinion, but before we walk to the end, do you want to get your guitar or saxophone or play a song? For our listeners, you know what I thought of. I, I sure I would love to. Um, I think I'll get my um, saxophone out because um, <clears throat> nobody has heard me play it. So if you just bear with me, I will. Of be course. Back. Well, listeners, we're, we're, you're you're gonna love this at home. You're gonna love this. Staying on. Oh yeah. We'll be right back.
this meeting. You know, I actually, Bill, kind of because I actually, um, my first thought was to put my saxophone around my neck, just keep it around my neck in case, you know, because I have a shoulder strap that I wear. I wear my saxophone around my neck because, you know, that's, uh, it's an alto sax. Oh, the air just uh, blowing really see it because sometimes it takes a while to warm it up. Sorry, I'm just trying to get it, you know, to the point my where my lips should uh Still here? Hello? Of course. Of course. Oh. No, sorry. I'm, all right. I'm just. I was just warming up there. Okay. Good. So what? 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 What would you like to give us here? For a final, a final number, one really beautiful song that would lead, that would walk us towards a a conclusion statement, basically, where I would, I would end, I would end with a concluding phrase after you played the song. Hmm. Never really thought about what would be a good conclusion song. How about a really beautiful song? Can you play O Canada? Canadian National Anthem? That's a neat, that's a good one. Yes, I can. Let's go with that. Let's go with that, my friend. Let's go with that. <laughs> now you're choosing to act up. <laughs> Sorry, my, it's gonna take a while. My saxophone's being decided. Sometimes it's weird. It just decides when I get it out. It, it doesn't like me at first, and then. You know. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. 
And there Sorry. you, Sorry. no, pro, no problem. There you go. Oh, Canada. Wonderful. Well, really, really cool. Really, really exciting. All of this. Um, <clears throat> so, um, basically, um, I will, from here, I will send you everything after it's published and then you can certainly tell all your friends about this great show and this great Facebook page and community that we have. Right. Exactly. And, and I, um, I am really, I am really looking forward to having you back on my show because I want you to keep talking about your book. I want you to really pursue that project. I want you to really pursue the project of starting a podcast. I can uh, show you how to do that. Um, it's like really easy to do. Um, and there's a specific software that I use that I think is just better than anything else you could possibly have as far as a supportive podcast platform that does everything, everything you could ever want. Oh, uh, Anchor? Uh, it's, the, it's another one. Um, it's, uh, by the way, it's Spreaker. Oh, Spreaker is a software. Yeah, Spreaker. Yeah, Spreaker is a company. It's a software. It's a, it's 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 basically an, an all-in-one publication. Uh, it's amazing. It's a tool. So so I mean, this is being recorded on Zoom, but then this file is then uploaded into Spreaker, and then from there it goes out, and then it's going to go someplace special tonight where it's you've never seen this podcast before. Someplace special. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, all of all of you people out there. And don't forget to follow this show on uh, Twitter. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook at Aaron's Opinion. So do you want to be the next guest on this show, by the way? Well, if you do, you should reach out to me on any of my social media platforms for Aaron's Opinion. Or, of course, you can send an email, which you never do. So why am I telling you? I don't know. Aaron'sOpinion6 at gmail.com. Well, just in case someone actually surprises you and sends one. Well, there. Well, I suppose that's what. Well, I, I, I say, I suppose that's why. Just in case, I guess. Right, I gotta have my cases covered. Okay, just in case. Okay, subject. It says right here. Just in case, I want to be on your show. Right. So, in case you want to be on the show, the email address: Aaron's Opinion Six at Gmail dot com. A A R O N S O P I N I O N Six at Gmail dot com. We've been speaking. We've been speaking with Robert. Castro, Castro, Giov Castro Giovanni from beautiful and happy O Canada. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I wish everybody in the world health and success. Uh, and I hope that everybody uh, stays safe. And as we like to say, and we will be in touch very soon, Robert, as we like to say on my show, have a very good, have a very good morning, good day, good evening, good night, and have a good day today. And and a great day tomorrow. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. 
With Metro and the best deal in wireless, whatever your goal, however you hustle, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees always included, so you know exactly how much you pay every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Plus, at Metro, get the latest 5G phones, like a Samsung Galaxy for less than 100 bucks when you switch. That's the best deal in wireless, so you can take control of your day wherever it takes you. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. Samsung A51 requires port from eligible carrier and ID validation limited to two per account. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details.